I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. Show John Cobell and Ken Shampoo, KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome everybody. Uh, coming up this hour, we'll give you the latest on Ukraine Russia, including a report that will very much interest John Cobell. Tell you what that is. It concerns Putin. Coming up later on this hour, we begin with uh, another of the many outrages that occurs in Sacramento. Uh, There has been a push by Republicans in the legislature in Sacramento to give us some gas tax relief. In fact, suspend the California gas tax, which is about 51 cents a gallon, for a period of time. It has been met with resistance. And instead, the Democrats uh, took the bill, gutted it, is the term they use, erased everything about the uh, gas tax reduction, and inserted language to increase taxes on energy producers. Energy producers. And we're going to talk now with Republican Assemblyman Vince Fong. He's vice chair of the Assembly Transportation and Budget Committee. And uh, from Kern County. Vince, how are you? I'm hanging in there. Okay. So, uh, so this was Kevin Kiley's bill. Was this a shock when this happened? Well, we knew something was up. 
the the Democrats brought in the uh, assembly parliamentarian, so they were preparing for uh, <laughs> for a little bit of a fight. But what happened last night represents everything that's wrong with Sacramento. As you said, the Democrats on the Transportation Committee took a bill that would temporarily suspend the state's gas tax, completely backfilled by our, by our budget surplus, completely reasonable, to provide immediate relief to California drivers. And they hijacked it and put in its place even more taxes on energy in California. So the Democrats used political games at a time when Californians are hurting. They stopped the reasonable proposal, and they replaced it with a massive Bernie Sanders tax type uh, uh, Bernie Sanders type tax increase. I mean, and this it's is completely this, unbelievable. This process is legal. The, the, I mean, we have debates on the on the. It's very rare that someone that a committee would do that. Normally, when a bill is presented before a committee, uh, the author Kevin Kiley is the author of this bill. Usually, works with the the committee chairs and the members of the committee to to, to work out amendments. Um, and try to figure out a way to make the bill move forward and make it better. This uh, process was hijacked, and I mean, they didn't—they had no intention of moving the bill. They were making a—they were making an example of of uh, of, of Kevin. But the, the irony is that the solution that now Democrats proposed in California is actually more taxes. They've gone back to their true position. Well, because that tax is going to be passed. By the energy producers to us anyway, so it's going to drive up the it, cost of gasoline and oil it, it even dri- more. Yeah, it drives energy producers out of California. I mean, Bernie Sanders literally is carrying the same proposal in Washington, D.C. They took a bill that suspends the gas tax for six months and replaced it with a proposal that Bernie Sanders advocates. It's crazy. Are they going to act on this, or were they just uh, playing games with uh, Kylie? Uh, right now, they're playing games. I mean, g- g- the bill is still in in uh, Kevin Kylie's. I um, mean, Kevin's still the author, so Kevin's probably going. To, we're gonna we're gonna find another way to to bring the bill back up. Uh, bring, bring bring the suspend the gas tax suspension back How up. How can you work but, with these people? That is so dishonest. And, and just unethical and wrong. I mean, how could you even sit in the same room with this crowd? Well, it's it's frustrating. I mean, yesterday was probably the closest I've come to to cursing in committee. But I mean, but the, what we're trying to do is provide immediate relief. That is what Californians are, are demanding. And the and the, the frustrating thing is that this isn't a new idea. Georgia suspended. Temporarily, it's 29 cent gas tax. Connecticut, not a conservative state, suspended its 25 cent gas tax. Let me ask you a question there. Let me ask you a question. Did the price of gas go down? Yes, absolutely. All right. So they're so they're nonsense about the the oil companies will not pass along the cut to consumers. it's, It's a load of horse crap. It's complete nonsense. The independent legislative analyst office in the state legislature, they did a report. And they concluded that motorists would see relief. It would be it, that, that they would see the, the whole thing pass through and they would see immediate relief uh, at the gas at the gas pump. So the, the, the oil companies didn't keep that uh, that uh, gas tax cut for themselves. No, absolutely not. I mean, that, that's why we're trying when we are when we're debating and arguing with uh, with Democrats. I mean, we're looking at empirical evidence. 
Three states, Maryland, Connecticut, Georgia, have done it, and their gas prices have gone down. The Democrats are just trying to make political headlines, but we're trying to actually well, deliver immediate relief because, for California. You know, with, with their argument, it means they would never, ever cut the gas tax in any way. <laughs> and it means, oh, no, we can't ever cut it because yeah. the oil companies are always going to keep the difference. And this is not the only gas tax. I mean, there's about five different taxes that end up in the price of gas. That's why we've got oh. six bucks a gallon. Yeah, it's, it's the, the, Gavin Newsom's California Way creates basically a dollar thirty more in, in in gasoline prices than any other state. If you look at the taxes and the regulations that that go into it, but Democrats don't want to have it a debate. That's the thing. They use all these tricks. They try. They they, they use the process. They use these antics. But at the end of the day, they don't want to have a debate on right. how to provide tax relief to Californians. What, what they should do is debate Kylie's bill, and everybody should go on the record. And we should have Absolutely. their names and we can see who's obstructing the tax cut. And instead, they erased Kylie's bill and came up with their own uh, tax increase nonsense. Exactly. We'll, we'll put our name on any proposal that reduces taxes and provides relief to Californians. But they yeah, won't. Apparently, Assemblyman Kylie asked the committee chairwoman, Laura Friedman, if she'd like to take ownership of this new gutted bill. And she didn't. She seemed to stammer a bit that she wasn't necessarily <laughs> going to put her name on it. I don't think any Democrat would want to put their name on this on this uh, this this proposal that increases taxes in California at a time when Californians are suffering. We have we have colleagues on the Democratic side that has the audacity to do a massive tax increase on energy. Wow. It's crazy. Wow, uh, you know that's they're just awful. They're just awful people. What, but change they, is coming. We, change is coming. I hope so. Because it's bad now. It's bad. I mean, everybody listening, they, everybody's talking about this all day, how much they hate the $6 a gallon gas. And here's a chance to take 50 cents right off the top. And the Democrats in Sacramento refuse to. Instead, they come up with a way to raise the taxes even higher. I mean, that is just so outrageous. Everybody should be run out of office on that side. we we got to keep the pressure up. We need a, we need a, we need folks to continue to call. Let their legislators. We are going to continue to push the gas tax suspension to have it done temporarily and give relief. We're not going to stop. All right, Vince. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, it's Republican Vince Fong from Kern County on the Assembly <laughs> Budget Committee. And again, this was a bill that another effort by Republicans to lower or suspend California's gas tax of uh, fifty-one cents a gallon until we get through this really high gas price period. And instead, Democrats took it and they ripped out the, these, no, these, the words and they put in a tax on oil producers. These Democratic legislators hate you. They hate you people. I don't so the think hijack any, amended bill passed eight to four. You don't understand. They have such personal animosity towards you because they have all sorts of wacky uh, religious cult-like beliefs. And one of them is, is you shouldn't be driving to begin with. And so this is why they keep driving the price up to see what's your breaking point before you give up your car and I don't know do what. Uh, John and Ken show KFI. John and Ken show John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo. It's KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Oh, we love to hear from you. Yeah, you got the iHeartRadio app. Use the talkback option with a little microphone. Leave a voice line message that way, or just use our telephone voicemail one eight seven seven Moist eighty six one eight seven seven six six four. 7886. We play these calls on Friday during the 5 o'clock hour. We bring you now the update on Ukraine and Russia. For the first time in more than two weeks, 
the negotiators met face to face. You know where they did this, John? In an Ottoman palace in Toiki. A 19th century Ottoman palace on the banks of the Bosporus. Yeah, the Turkish... Welcomed personally by the president of Turkey. The Turkish leader has been acting as the uh, broker between the two and uh, transmitting messages from Putin to uh, the Ukrainian president and back. Yeah, Turkey has a relationship with Russia, uh, mostly its trade. Recep Tayyip Erdogan. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Yeah, he's uh, he's a fiery uh, Trump type. Yeah, he's been there a long time. Yeah. I remember this story a few years ago. They thought he was ousted. Remember that? They thought he got on a plane and left the country, but that no, he's still there. The so case. he's it was some kind of insurgency. He's the conduit between Zelensky and Putin. No. Well, uh, there was a report this morning that Russia was going to ease up on the Ukrainian capital of Kiev, but nobody believes it. Well, nobody words, should. They, they, they might pull back. They would be less aggressive, at least in that part of Ukraine, which is more and more the northern part of the country, but yes, nobody believes it. And uh, here at the Johnny Kent Show, the mantra is usually it's not what people say, it's what people do. And here's a scary story from the Daily Mail that would interest John Cobalt in his bunker. Flight tracking is suggesting that Vladimir Putin and some of his top officials are actually already in a hideaway in Siberia. That's right, a nuclear bunker. Movements right? of plane used by top Kremlin officials show Putin may be in this place, it's called Sergut Sergut, in western Siberia, along with his defense minister, Sergei Shoigu. Shoigu? He's been absent for several weeks. There were rumors about his health, but others believe he may already be in a bunker near Ufa in the Urals, which is so about who's, 725 miles east of who, Moscow. Who's tracking this information? I mean, the Daily uh, Mail is pretty good. They have been all over this war yeah. in detail from the beginning. Let me see if I can find the source. Oh, yes. A British investigative outlet called Bellencat. And uh, the person behind this, his last name is Grozef, who apparently is providing this information that uh, they have been able to track flights. Oh, uh, an investigative journalist by the name of Christo Grozev. That's where this is coming from. And uh, they're using some sort of uh, secret flight tracking because you would think that the Russians would be pretty careful not to have yeah. their flights. Yeah, I mean, that's not the kind of thing they're going to announce or, or make known beyond uh, the tight circle that's going to be hiding out there. He said, tracking the movement of his plane, we see very frequent flights to Ufa. And that's the Shoigu, by the way, the uh, top uh, defense minister. That's what they definitely believe. He's in a place called Ufa, U-F-A. Ufa. Knowing that there Ufa. are also protected bunkers in the region, this gives an obvious answer about his place of residence. And uh, he talked to a Ukrainian TV anchor and said, this is our very justified version of what's happening. I believe it. I consider it to be a purely analytical conclusion. There can't be any other conclusion. If the Kremlin's war strategy assumes a nuclear strike, and we believe it does, then um, there's a good possibility that they're already preparing because it says... If you do this, you can't run to a bunker afterwards. You can't no. already be in place. No. In case there's retaliation. Right. And you, you have to go to a place where we won't be able to return fire because we don't know where you are and you're way underground. Yes. I mean, Siberia is gigantic. Um, yes. They're, they're so, uh, I mean, unless we've got intelligence where the bunker is, and if you build it big enough, it doesn't matter. 
Now, Surgut is Russia's oil capital. It is 1,800 miles northeast of Moscow. So that would be a long flight, but it's possible that he goes there. Although there was some video of him like at a long table. It looked like at the, at the Kremlin, wasn't there a couple weeks ago? But yeah, you don't know. You don't know if uh, where the photos or the video is from. It right. have been from a month ago or six months ago. There's so much misdirection going on. I mean, I heard and read endless stories today about how they're going to pull out of Kiev and they're going to concentrate on the eastern region, the Russians, and they're offering you know concessions and Ukraine's offering concessions. And there's like one percent of me that believes it. I, no, I don't. I don't, I don't, so. I don't disbelieve anything because I'm not there. I don't have any proof, but I, I don't take it on, on face value. And, and it's amazing. I was just reading a story where the writer says, "Well, you know, one of the uh, ministers said that nobody is talking about uh, nuclear uh, attacks," and he's writing it as a way of saying there's nothing to fear because the Russian minister said, "Hey, we're not talking about it." It's like, oh, that's nonsense. I mean, you, you I, I, at reporters, I, they're so stupidly credible. I mean, they're <laughs> such dupes. You can't believe anything out of the Russian leaders' mouths. Nothing. It's it, everything is misdirection. Everything is about a fake out. That and and that works. That you know what? If there weren't so many dupes saying, "Oh, you know, he's he's not going to ever invade uh, Ukraine," boy, that'd be that'd be uh, that, that. There's no upside for him to do that. There were a lot of people in the U.S. government, intelligence agencies in U.S. government, who who never thought he was going to cross that line. Why? I don't know. But the intelligence agencies that we have are traditionally always wrong. You know, they they thought the Afghan fighters were going to be able to fight off uh, the Taliban. They thought uh, the Ukrainian fighters were going to fold in three days. I mean, I, it's it's uncanny how wrong they are about all the big questions. I don't know how you do that. You think by accident they'd be right once. That's like sports guys trying to predict uh, the Super Bowl or yeah, World sure. Series. Uh, there are reports tonight, and it's actually coming from the Russian state-run news agency TASS, that Ukraine may have struck inside Russia. A Ukrainian missile appeared to have hit a temporary Russian military encampment outside a village in Russia called uh, Belgorod. Uh, the village of Krasny Okyabr, about 40 miles from the Ukrainian city of Kharkiv. Now, again, this is the Russians reporting this. So the Ukrainians, the Ukrainians have not confirmed that they did this. But wouldn't, isn't that kind of interesting that now they're firing missiles into Ukraine, whatever they can come up with? Uh, all right, when we come back, We'll have more on the war. A Russian commander apparently killed himself. All right. That's another great report. Yeah, exactly. I want to see we'll, the body. Uh, and a medal will go to a Ukrainian sailor. You'll find out why. John and Ken Show. The John and Ken Show continues. John Cobelt and Ken Shampoo. It's KFI AM640. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Another homeless outrage. Culver City is what we're talking about. It's hard to believe, but there has been, as there are in many places in Southern California, a homeless encampment under a freeway overpass. This is the 405 freeway in a section of Culver City. And the Culver City Council is considering a motion to allow the camp to expand and to make pedestrians use a parking lane on the street in order to pass by. What? I know. They're actually going to put up barriers so the pedestrians can walk around. Supposedly, our guest next hour, the former mayor of Culver City, said this is their way of avoiding ADA lawsuits over the 
sidewalk access, you get it? What that no no, the way to avoid it is get them off the sidewalk. Why That's don't you what a why don't you person them, would say? Why don't you put them what about all these uh, project room key, home key uh, nonsense? There is not uh some oh. uh, empty building. I mean, there's empty buildings all over the place now since COVID closed down so many businesses and so many offices. Go, go find something or, or let them in an open lot. Or I have an idea. Tell them to get out of town. Tell them to get out. <laughs> Tell them to go get a job. I read today over 11 million job openings. There are twice as many job openings as there are people looking for jobs. So go go get some work. You have to just spoil the party, don't you? Oh, my God. That's so Nobody stupid. wants to work. Because there's... I don't care. I don't care about anybody else's problem. You, so you're going to take a crap in front of me on the sidewalk? Wait, I have to go walk in the street because the homeless uh, people own the sidewalk now. That is so nuts. You know, if the Culver City people actually accept this, then they deserve everything that happens. If you don't draw the, draw the line at this one, I don't know what to tell you. I don't want to work. I want to bang on the drum all day. Great song. It is. That's what a lot of the homeless are about. Yeah. There's a lot of people I know that are like that. So the former no drive of Culver City is coming on after 5 o'clock. You reminded me. Great story. We're going to have to get to it tomorrow because it's long. It's incredibly good. A listener sent it to us. It's about the tiny homes that they've been opening up. Remember? Those yeah. Little, uh, oh, boy. It's not going well. And you know why it's not going well? There are too many rules and the homeless are rebelling. Oh, we'll get God. to that story tomorrow. Oh. You can't miss it. Oh, that you know that's classic. That, that's where you just that's where you just like kick them out of the city. One guy called them little dog kennels. I don't want to be in there. Okay, little dog kennels. Then out. Then out. No more. No more debate. No, he wants to go back to the sidewalk. Not 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 a sidewalk in my neighborhood. <laughs> go go to Culver City. If the bunch the nothing's s- good enough till we get a nice you know high what? rise apartment with a view. Let's let's a full send kitchen him, five bedrooms. Let's send them to all the neighborhoods and uh, no rules. Uh, Can't tell me when to come and go, when to drink and not drink. I got an idea. The uh, Bonin's Pacific Palisades neighborhood where he lives. Yeah, yeah. Go to that block. Go pitch mm-hmm. a tent on that sidewalk. Well, and uh, more updates on Ukraine and Russia. A Russian commander killed himself. After finding all but one of his unit's tanks were completely stripped of crucial parts. Now, this story is coming from the Ukraine military. Invading forces have suffered such heavy losses that their units have been forced to get new military equipment from long-term storage at an airport that's about 21 miles from the border. But the condition of this equipment is mostly extremely unsatisfactory, which makes its full use impossible. Russia's 4th Panzer Division. I remember that name for the Nazis. Didn't they call them the Panzer Division? Well, they found that out of 10 canned tanks, only one is more or less operational. The rest are completely dismantled. Some of them don't even have engines, according to Ukrainian forces. Do you see how badly he then shot himself? Putin's billionaire friends screwed Putin over? Yeah, the belief is they took all the military money, huh? Yeah, they did. They 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 stole it. That's what those uh, yachts all over the world are about. Hundreds of millions of dollars. They of stole yachts. all the money, and the generals knew this, but none of them wanted to break the news to Putin because they were afraid they'd get killed. Right. So nobody told Putin that the army was broken. They didn't have the equipment. They didn't have the supplies. They didn't have the expertise to run it. He had he had if he had I got to believe if he had known how bad. His his uh, military, well, the, how bad a condition his military was in, 
he never would have done this invasion. This you know is, the, this is the humiliating. The numbers are now? The Ukraine military is claiming more than 17,000 Russian troops have been killed and nearly 600 tanks and 1,710 armored vehicles have been destroyed. I mean, that's their numbers. Could be real, could be exaggerated. But it does seem that way because the Russians are now in retreat. They haven't, still haven't taken over Kiev. Yeah, they're they, not they, moving they, forward. No, they've devastated the, the southern cities, Mariupol. They flattened, but all the stuff they really wanted was in the north. And now they're on the run, and the Ukrainians are on offense. So that leads you to believe that a lot of this is true. I keep repeating over and over again that they, they're running out of food, they're running out of ammunition, lousy supply lines. Just they, they, The stuff just isn't there. They just don't have the equipment. Now, another story that came out early in the war, weeks ago. Remember when the Russians were moving in on something called Snake Island in the Black Sea? And they sent the message to the small group of Ukrainian soldiers on that island. They're actually sailors that they should surrender or face the consequences. And remember one guy got on the uh, two-way and said, go bleep yourself? Yeah. We all thought they were dead. Remember that? Yes, because the transmission went dark, so we thought they got hit by a missile. That the Russians just wiped them out. Right. Then there was a story about a week later that, no, indeed, they survived. In fact, they're in Ukrainian hands. And what happened today is the guy that said, go bleep yourself, got a medal. <laughs> His name is Roman Herboff, H-R-Y-B-O-V, Herboff. And he is seen in a photo uh, getting a medal for his service. How about that? So if it's a true story, that's right. They were originally declared dead. Then they were reported captured by the Russian military. But again, they eventually uh, were freed. In fact, they were going to be given special honors because they died in combat. So heroic, oh. oh, willing to take on the Russians. So I don't know right. if that. I don't know if those uh, medals were, were freed. Rescinded. Oh, they were freed last week in a prisoner swap. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. The Russians held on to them. They did right. catch them, but they didn't kill them. And uh, whatever happened to that report last week that the Russians were taking people into Russia? The, I don't know. Including a lot of children. I don't know. They yeah, might be hostages or they might want to go willingly. I, 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 I'm trying to figure out which way that's I, I don't know. There's a go. lot of Russian-speaking ethnic Russians in the eastern region. That That's the cause of a lot of the dispute in Putin's mind. Right. That, that's his claim that it's really Russia in eastern Ukraine because they, they do support Russia. And that's their ethnicity. That's their language. And Putin says, well, what the hell are they doing in part of Ukraine? Right. Uh, maybe those are the people that are being trucked over who knows i mean there's, there's so much unreliable stuff you, you you have to put a disclaimer in front of every single news story all right in fact i got a couple of emails on this today so we have kind of a breaking news story for you from sacramento that uh, one of the vaccine bills that was introduced in the california legislature this buffy wicks from oakland yeah. uh, which would require workers to be vaccinated against covid19 that's right. Private workers, too, would require employees and independent contractors has been shelved. Oh, yeah. They're not going to go forward with it. Because so many people would be quitting their jobs. And, they and, said that uh, 
They were citing improved conditions, and some public safety unions also opposed the bill. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this is— this... Unless the public safety unions or public unions are against the bill. This, I, should... I, I thought of this—we've talked about this a lot over time, and nobody's, like, given an answer here. When Alex Stone was on last hour about getting rid of the masks on airplanes, at what point, when a governor or anyone declares an emergency, is a judge going to say, well, it's not an emergency, you made that up? Because so far the judges have backed this— idea of an emergency in almost every case in almost every lawsuit right. and what about when there is factually not an emergency it's just somebody shouting it so they can maintain power when is a judge going to recognize that and this would be a great test case here had this thing passed yeah it would have been challenged all right we got more coming up john and ken kfi john and ken show john cobelt and ken shampoo it's kfi am640 live everywhere on the iheart radio app all right, we'll be joined by the former mayor of Culver City coming up after the news at 5 o'clock. The latest homeless outrage is that the city council there would rather allow a homeless encampment under the 405 freeway in Culver City to expand, give it more sidewalk, and this way they're going to take away a parking lane on the street for pedestrians to use. You follow that? To go around the encampment. So they take the sidewalk away from the pedestrians and force them out in the street, and they're taking all the parking spaces away. They will put up barriers. <laughs> yeah, so you don't get flattened by a truck. They actually they actually proposed this. They had a meeting about it on Monday. We'll talk about this insanity coming up after Yikes. 5 o'clock. It's getting worse. Now an update on bacon wars. Pork? Yeah. As you know, Californians passed Prop 12 back in 2018 overwhelmingly. Dumb. The law forbids the sale of most pork in California unless the pig it comes from was born to a sow that was housed with 24 square feet of space. <laughs> most of California pork that is consumed here, and we're yeah. a pretty big consumer, comes from out of state. Almost 100%. So this means, yep, the pork producers are going to have to comply with this law if they want to sell their pork in this state. Uh, apparently, most uh, pork farms around the country, they get around 14 square feet. So that's mm. a big change to 24. Yeah. Uh, they're because, claiming that it's going to cost, uh, because they only have to do it for California. How, how do you, how do you or they're just going to do it for the, all their the pork The California production. pigs are going to have the bigger condos. Well... So they're going to designate certain pigs to be grown for California consumption and give them the 24 well, square feet? Well, at least and the ones in that pen, yeah. You would be in a 6 by 4 pen, and the other ones would be in like a 4 by 3 or so pen. Now, this law took effect this year, but apparently there's been so much pork that's already on hand, it's not really an issue yet. But the development is this. The U.S. Supreme Court is going to hear the case. And this is the challenge by the pork producers who say that almost no sow farmers in the country satisfy these housing requirements, and most believe these requirements would harm their animals, their employees, and their operations. It would cost, cost a lot of money. I mean, I mean these, these dealing are, with the interstate commerce laws. You know, I, I hear people talk about this all the time, and they say it shouldn't be that way. And I know I'm going to ignite something in the other room. but And the, the, the thing <laughs> is, concerning me, no, nobody, wants, nobody wants to you know, watch cows and pigs get killed for food, right? I don't. But I still have to eat. Um, and I'm not I'm not going to be chewing on weeds. So this is something you have to accept as you get older, as you become an adult, right? You're not eight years old anymore. 
You're not writing silly essays in class. And you have to accept and say, this is the way the world works. Because it's not just you. It's there's 8 billion people on the planet. And the huge issue we had in the past is hunger and poverty, right? And a lot of that has been taken care of because of modern farming methods. But modern, modern farming methods have to be economically feasible. If not, the farms close. And then there's no food for anyone. So you have to put up with this idea that the pigs are going to be really, really crowded. Because the farm industry has to make a certain profit. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. You've got to feed 8 billion people. So they got to do what they're going to do. Now, you don't have to buy it, which well, I this think... Is the, this is kind of the compromise that was reached. I think groups that support these kinds of propositions realize they're not going to stop Americans from eating meat, but they just want to see that the animal is treated better before it's slaughtered. But if it's not economically feasible, you can't... You know, Could do... that be an exaggeration? Well, how do we prove this? Who are I you going to trust? I don't know. But if, you know, if corporations gotta... and farming companies <laughs> often claim, oh, I don't want any okay. changes because it's going to cost me too much. Right. But, but well, comes, according it... to California... Uh, Tyson and Hormel already said they can comply. Maybe they, because they're so big, they have the scale to do that. Yeah, those are the big. But maybe Tyson the smaller suppliers, they don't have the scale to overcome th that kind of. And by, by the way, I'm certainly not trusting a bunch of uh, crackpot drunk legislators in Sacramento. I'm not going to go by their expertise and their opinion. I mean, if I got to if I got to pick one well, side. Well, this was a ballot measure. This wasn't their law. Yeah, but they wrote it. These these yeah, these, I, I, these well, lobbyists yeah, and they, lawyers. I don't know who put it on the ballot? Yeah, they, they, they. I think yeah. it might have been like the humane society people or yeah, but, animal but, welfare uh, groups. You know what? And they're or Deborah Mark yeah. got it on the ballot. And I know, I know and I know they're, I did. I know they're fanatics. She collected a billion. You, you, you voted I for did. this? Yes, I did. Oh, oh she did. It was sixty percent. They got. I voted against it. I remember that. I think we had it in the voter. I voted against it too. Uh, you know what? Then you just don't eat bacon. I mean, that's it. <laughs> she declared. End of story. See, Queen Deborah has issued a proclamation. I have. Bacon be gone. <laughs> See, there's always a totalitarian in everybody. Uh, the there. reason this happened is a three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals in lovely San Francisco, this is the Ninth Circuit, rejected the pork producer's argument. That the law's well, out-of-state effects make it invalid. It's interesting the Supreme so Court took it. So now the Supreme it, Court can either let that go or take up the case, and they're taking the case. Right, which means... They the, may be leaning towards the pork producers. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's what Other, I'm thinking, too. Otherwise, they would let the decision stand. Stand, right. Right, so right. they want to take it on means they, 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 want it, they want to have a fight, and they don't like it. So right. you're, going to have to, you're going to have to convince them that uh, this law should exist. Right. And uh, the state is kind of arguing, and I guess the appeals court bought the argument that it's just it's ruling the state law is only about conduct in the state, right. meaning you know it's only about pork that's sold in California. You can sell your pork elsewhere. Let the people see the people who voted for this. None of them have run uh, a meatpacking company. Thank God. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know, but then it, there's there's no there's no base of knowledge that these people have when they vote. They don't know what it's like to run a meatpacking company and what the profit margins are. But we what know what it's like, or we know we can imagine what it's like for the animals that are smushed together they, in cages. They're going to be killed anyway. Well, they should be treated humanely, and they shouldn't be killed. But that's another story. <laughs> Coming up next, Jeff Cooper. He is the former mayor of Culver City. We've had him on the show in the past. He wants to talk about this city council measure in Culver City to build a walkway 
<laughs> taken away a parking lane on the street around a big homeless encampment at the 405 in Washington Boulevard. More coming up. John and Ken show. Deborah Mark has news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless, skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.